be done after you form some type of relationship. One call closes are few and far between. Look, they're going to happen. And if you're on your A game and you're swinging enough, you're going to hit a home run. But if the baseball players that were, that have been great. Because at the desk, I always ask questions. Do they drive the car? Are all the decision makers present? These people have time to do business? Are, are they putting you under time pressure? When they do them because they want to and not just because they have to, now you're on the way to a healthy culture and environment within your workplace. Approximately 70% of all automotive shoppers are more likely to purchase after viewing a dealership video. And though many dealerships are utilizing effective video strategies to drive shoppers to their website, very few automotive websites provide the exact video content that today's shopper desires the most. FlickFusion makes it easy for you to start and scale an affordable video marketing strategy, including end-to-end -end video content and distribution automation that provides your automotive shoppers with unique and engaging video content that is proven to increase all of your lower funnel KPIs. And the best part is that all of your video content is hosted on FlickFusion's award-winning SmartFlix video marketing platform to combine each individual shopper's unique shopping behavior across multiple touch points with CRM, DMS, and other sales and marketing data triggers to enhance each unique shopper's experience and provide the most informational and relevant video presentation possible for each shopper. It's intelligent video for intelligent dealerships. All right, we're here live, 3.30 Eastern Standard Time on Thursday here in Tampa, Florida. This is Auto Dealer Live, and we are celebrating seven years, seven years, show number two into the month of May, our seven-year anniversary. I'm here with Chris Fritcher, David Cribbs, and Joe Calla in an incredible panel of amazing car people are on standby sitting on deck right now man what a show last week we had uh what a great show great audience you guys are incredible as always and um so we're going we're excited about today's show and right off the get-go guys i just want to get the sharing out of the way because we've got some we got 14 things to give away today Ooh, 14 baby 14 one four we're going to give away if you haven't gotten one i think uh, chris is wearing his right now but we got the ogs of automotive podcast we're giving away three t-shirts today these t-shirts will be gone at the end of may they will not be we won't have them lingering around there there we have we have them we have them uh what do you call it uh uh, uh rationed out for, <laughs> for the shows in may and then we're going to give away seven of our signed OGs of Automotive Podcast posters. We're going to give away two of Jeff Cowan's books today. We're going to give away one of his subscriptions to his Fixed Ops training on Lightspeed today. And then Lisa Copeland threw in a Cars Her Way hat. Three of them, actually. We're going to give away one of those today nice. as well. So 14 gifts today alone, Cribs. What? That's a great... All you got to do is share the show, and we're going to give those all away. All you got to do is share the show. Hey, it's Christmas time. And we're seven <laughs> years in, and we've got people popping in on social media. David Zabalski. Calvin Pierce, longtime listener, says congrats, uh, car guys. Uh, Rachel Colquitt, Brian West, Michelle McLean, Douglas Chitron, Adam 
class deck. I always mess that one up. <laughs> but wow, we've got a, a bunch of people hopping in already. It's going to be a jam-packed show. We've got amazing guests. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sitting here with my friend Joe Chala. Come on now. Forward to it too. What's up, Joe? What's up, man? man we missed you last set. week, man. We missed you last week, but I know you were. I know you were on the show. You called in. Mm-hmm. You weighed in at the end, but man, we missed you uh, in studio. We're here. We're glad you're here. Thank you. Frank Lopes kept your seat warm. Yes, Mike Cherup rotated in. And uh, we've got Subi Ghosh that's going to be in studio sometime this month. We've got an incredible surprise guest every week. Um, and Chris, man, welcome. Thank you. You were, you were the OG. OG? You were the OG. You were the OG. Matter of fact, you were the OG because you did the first show all by yourself. Yeah. I wasn't even on the show. No. Nope. I boycotted. You were definitely there in spirit, though. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> so today, guys, I know we talked a little bit about this. Um, you know, we, we've, got, uh, we've got a great guest lineup. We have Amy Banner, Jason Rice, Matt Keenig, and Jennifer Briggs um, as our guest today. I know we've got callers calling in, people that have reached out and said they're going to call in and and who knows what they're going to say got a ton of stuff to give away cribs but i think today what we wanted to talk about um and with our guest is so in the last seven years you know ish yeah um what's changed in the auto business what has remained the same in the auto business and what needs to change in the auto business so we're going to get into some i would say positively heated conversation some passionate conversation especially with the guest lineup that we have today what's changed what hasn't what needs to change and what 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 change that we need to bring back right yeah. so really looking at a, a, over the last seven years and kind of recapping the highlights of the auto industry in general yeah i think one of the things that stands out today more than over the last you know 10 years mm-hmm. especially last seven is you better damn well know your audience mm. Say it again. It's more important today to understand your audience than ever before. Why is that? Well, because digital marketing doesn't work like it used to. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just means it doesn't have the same effect Mm -hmm. that it used to. It's evolving just like anything else. Exactly. There's success on social media, and that's a lot of that is because of how it's embedded into people's everyday life Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, what they're involved in as far as seeing other people and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, print advertising isn't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And so you better understand your audience and what gets them excited. And, I, you know, <clears throat> I was reading um, an article, and I can't remember who wrote it. It was a great article. And, you know, you remember the controversy with Nike? This is a really good example. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh, Kaepernick. Do you yeah. remember that oh, controversy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, sure. And it doesn't matter where you go, where you, what side of this you go on. But, but the point was well made in this article, uh, talking about Nike knew their audience before they decided to sign Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. And their stock price, when that campaign started, dropped $300 billion in one day. Mm. That's, enough know, to, that's enough to make you second guess your decision, possibly. Do you know, though... Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, <clears throat> their stock had come back seven hundred billion dollars mm. up. So, so you're saying that regardless of the, the the topic of the story is irrelevant. You're saying that you better they, be on top of your audience. They knew their audience, and they it did not mm-hmm. scare them mm-hmm. that initially people were going to be upset and that it, that their stock was going to drop. They knew, but they knew they had enough confidence in their data and who they were marketing to. To realize those people would go out and buy shoes, the people that they were trying to get in front of. 
So Cribs, okay, great point. And so Cribs, I hear him saying, then, you know, you better know your audience. And so I hear, let's just put that into the auto industry, right? And I was thinking about this as it, before Chris went into the Nike story, when he just went into the, to the general story of knowing your market, the digital marketing. You know, I'm thinking of like email blasts, for instance, you know, I mean, they're there, but I mean, they, they almost are non-existent in some capacity because they're, they, they, you know, people, people re- avoid their email or they delete a spam. They use it so that they can get to, you know, what, what they want to read um, as a form of communication and then you have things evolving so quickly so it's not about really just learning those methods it's really just about being somebody who's constantly has your ear to the ground of, of what's going on right and you know you don't have time to you almost don't have time to, to learn it because of, of, of being left behind you just need to jump in yeah you need to know it but you need to get I, how important is action well, it's huge. It's huge. You know, and I think, you know, as, as we opened up and we we're talking about what's changing, what has changed in the last seven years, you know, that was kind of the whole idea behind the show really mm-hmm. was, you know, uh, connecting with dealers and talking about how to change, how to grow your business, how to find new, more effective ways, how to look at other dealers that are doing things successfully and be able to implement some of that. Right. So I think that uh, for me, you know, this show has kind of not been the catalyst, but has been a part of mm-hmm. what we've seen change in the industry. And I think that's going to be a great subject for the, especially the guests we have on today. So yeah, it yeah. will be Joe. I mean, you, you, you were in the industry in retail started what 1994 in the auto industry. And of course you've been in the retail side as recent as a couple, about three years ago, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. So you've been, you know, so you've been in it, in it, out of it, in it. And of course you're always in it, but you've been in and out of the blacktop area. So you were there in 94 and you were there in 2016, right? Last year. Last year, say 2017, um, you know, ish, 18. So looking at that, I mean, where do, what do you think about what we're talking about here with with change? Well, I think that people are still people, mm-hmm. but the way we communicate to them and the way that they allow themselves to be communicated to right. is important. And I think that's one of the things that we're seeing a big shift with when it comes to email, like you said, emailing, but not just emailing through text only, but now using video. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that, you know, I think has really changed a big time, uh, you know, piece of this is just, you know, make, making sure we use video properly mm-hmm. and making sure that we communicate to the audience in the way they want to be communicated, not just the way we want to communicate with them. Yeah. Well, I, I think the other important thing is when you send out a video, you, you better have something that's of that's value. Yeah, that's right. You know, with. not just pimping your product, but something yeah. of value. Right. You know, the people that do the best in content marketing mm-hmm. are the people that actually give the consumer something they can use. Sure. Yeah. Whether it has something to do with their product or not. And they, they build a trust with that uh, that brand. You know, the people that do the best job of that are you. I, I, I'll do a test with you. You want to know great people that do a really good job of of bringing in their audience and building trust? Go into a Starbucks and look and see what stickers are on the back of people's computers. And that will tell you who does a really good job of building an audience. Because nobody puts a sticker on the back of their computer mm-hmm. just to put a sticker. They, they, they have fallen in love with that brand for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and so I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this. I love this. And I know that our guests are going to jump all over this. Is that kind of like a bumper sticker? Like a rebel flag? It, no. it is. Because no, you know no, what? No. You, pe- coffee's everywhere. Well, look, and, and I'm, I'm listening. Look, our guests are going to jump into this with both feet. I mean, this, this is going to be something that we have no shortage of obviously the comments are coming through like like crazy right now and we have no shortage of of what wouldn't have no shortage of guests weighing in on this topic and, and, and content but i mean i'm listening to what chris said i was thinking that before he said it 
that it really doesn't matter. See, that's the thing. That's the problem. And that that's also the solution. People think, okay, I need product, 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 or I need technology, technology, technology. But I mean, you have to understand it and wrap your head around it. I think that before you need any of that, you need the, the, the will to the will to be flexible, the will to embrace, right? What's needed as a change, because it's not just purchasing a product. Because again, we say this a lot, it purchases it, then they, then they get rid of it. You know, they purchase it because I need it, but they don't use it properly or use it at all. So they get rid of it. So the, the, it's just an exercise in futility. And that's really what we don't want, right? We want, you have to have a, a mindset change. And that's, that's really, I think what's exciting about this industry with also it's challenging, yeah. right? It needs, they're, 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 it's almost like a, uh, uh, there, there's a movement that started, but the movement means to even grow because this industry is very important um, in general. But I think that, I think, I think, you know, what's funny is I think in some aspects, the, the dealers are way ahead of the manufacturers mm-hmm. in, in this conversation we're talking about right now. Right. And, and you can tell by the advertising that they do. I think some of the manufacturers are really missing the mark on how to communicate with the audience that they're trying to attract. Right. You know, sure. you know, a few years ago, what was it, three or four years ago, there were a ton of people wearing Yeti shirts mm-hmm. and Yeti hats. And before I realized what a Yeti was, I was walking around like, what the hell is this Yeti product? And then I found out it was a cooler. They built coolers and freaking mugs. And I'm like, who in the world wears a mug manufacturer on their head? Well, apparently, a lot of people, and it's because the people had bought into the brand mm-hmm. and bought into the lifestyle that that yeti you know per, uh, personifies yeah, yeah. And, the, and by the way those people were, were probably rednecks I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, hey, I have a Yeti, but I, I mean, gonna, I was gonna say, uh, I have a lot of people in this office that had Yeti. Sure, but I, ha- I have a Yeti, Yeti, right, right. but wearing a Yeti shirt, you know, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, you get a Yeti sticker on the. On I the... do. I have a Yeti. Okay. It's cool now, but I mean, the original people that. It's <laughs> no, like you know, the was, original people. That, cool. It's like a Yeti now cooler. Cool. You know, I don't know. Now the hey, Yuppies well, have got to hold up. cooler. Which is cool. If you have a Yeti shirt, by the by all means, I love you. Great. Well, we'll get I got a flower get- shirt on. You know what? <laughs> right. The hate <laughs> mail's coming from yeah. all the all the Yeti hat and yes. uh, shirt wearers. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll get to get some you know some takes on this from our amazing guests here oh, in a yeah. moment. But yeah. uh, but you know it's Thursday. We're going into the weekend, mm-hmm. and we're 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 talking to auto dealers. And what a great weekend it looks like to sell cars, Dave. Yes. Sir, I agree. What a great weekend. Listen, it's it's you know every weekend's a good weekend, but I really anticipate that this weekend is a good weekend to move a ton of vehicles. And you know, listen, Cribs, not to change the subject, mm-hmm. but did you guys see where Elton John here is coming in Tampa this weekend? And you know, I'd love to get tickets for that, but I guess it's uh, completely so yeah, sold out, man. Yeah, those are impossible to get. It's kind of like the Rays. You know, the Rays are killing Ooh. it right now. You can't get a ticket to the Rays either, but uh, Rays, those guys are hot right now. Rays are hotter than three fat devils right now, man. <laughs> but listen, it's probably, you know, for the better anyway, because if you go to one of those events, you know, it's going to cost you a ton of money. You're going to walk in the door, and then you got the food, the drinks, the parking, et cetera. But listen, I'll tell you this, man. I'll tell you one ticket, all right? Dealers, listen, one ticket that is can be hard to get, but it doesn't cost you and it actually makes you money. <laughs> what ticket's that? A ticket to see Jeff Cowan oh, live Jeff. in one of his upcoming workshops. Listen, he's the nation's leading trainer in automotive service, and and you know he and he's he's the man when it comes to that. Well, how does it not cost you money but make you money? G- you know, great question, man. <laughs> well, listen, so there's there's a small fee right to go. 
it's, it's $899 per person. But listen, what Jeff will show you how to do is this. He'll show you how to increase your sales and how to get a perfect survey, right? And here, here's the reality, man. Look, an effective labor rate that is within 90 to 95% of your door rate and how to get your customer's cribs retention above 80% within 12 months. Mm. So the average person that goes and actually uses what Jeff teaches typically gets an immediate Right, an immediate five tenths increase in customer paid labor sales, and here's the reality of that. Right, based on the average advisor, that's right. an annual increase of a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in sales per advisors, and that is before you add in part sales. Now, listen, that wow. my friend is a ton of extra sales. That's what I'm talking about. Willis. Wow, wow. Well, I'm doing some quick math here. I mean, with an average average service drive has four advisors that'd be an increase of 600 grand a year boom and that's that's before parts if you throw in part sales that'd make it about 1.2 million per year say how much is, say that again 1.2 million a year increase per rooftop now listen that's stronger than that's stronger than hercules with morning breath 1.2 every dealer right now that, that every dealer right now and general manager that's in charge of fixed stops just got turned on 1.2 yep. million dollars per year increase per rooftop. Listen, you can sign up right now to go to one of Jeff's workshops or have Jeff visit or do a private workshop for your group. The info is on the screen. What are you waiting for? Get that ticket right now. I'd say you can't afford not to. You can't. Boom. We, we already know the service drive is, is what I call the profit center anyway, but uh, here's an opportunity to really catapult yourself in service profits. So, all right, so let's give some stuff away. Let's give some stuff away. If you haven't already, share the show. Get your name in the hat. We're going to give away 14 prizes today, live on our seventh anniversary episode. And uh, we're going to bring our guest on here and win it. Give it away. Give it away now. We're going to bring our guest on in just a second. This is a bowl so far. These are the shares so far. So here's how we're going to do this. If you didn't listen last week or didn't watch, so this is so far a share. We're going to share all show. We're going to give, if you share it at 425, right, and we still have something to give away, you're going to get, they're going to be bringing share in names. Love. Keep sharing the love. So let's do this. Let's give away. Let's give away a poster right now. Mm. Let's give away one of Jeff Cowan's uh, books right now. Let's give away this. Right. Mm. We talked about service and fixed stops. Let's give away how to write, right, write service and write your own paycheck. We're going to give this away right now. Let's do that first. All right. So first winner, fourteen gifts today. We're going to give away three. But then we're going to bring our guest on. Too, Joe. This is what we're giving away here. Write service and write your own paycheck. Boom. Oh, All right. We right got one. Hand. All right. So the winner. The winner of Right Service and Write Your Own Paycheck, first gift. We have Jordan Savage. Jordan Savage, man. Jordan Jordan Savage. Savage. You get an autographed book from Jeff Cowan's coming your way. All right. Let's give away one of our signed OG, OGs of Automotive Podcast posters signed by all four of us. We're going to give that away. Heads up. Winner is. Here it comes. Whoa. Got it. Boom. And the winner is. Drum roll, please. We got Douglas, Michael Douglas, trend. Douglas, and Doug wins like all. Of, all right, Douglas so let's give away Chitrin. last gift for right now. Then we're gonna go to our, our panel. We've got fourteen gifts total, so we're gonna have another twelve to give away. Chris, Chris, why don't you go ahead and just read it? Winner of one of our OGs shirts, the, the OGs of Automotive Podcast. This shirt's hotter than three fat devils, man. Jason Rice, Jason Rice, boom, come on, Jason Rice, you get an OG shirt coming your way, man. Okay, so what are we doing? 
right to the guest. All right, we're going to go to the guest. Let's no commercial. It. Cribs, throw it to you. Let's do it. We've got Amy Banner, Director of Sales and Marketing at Indie Automan. We've got Jason Rice, owner at Lot Pop. We've got Matt Koenig, co-founder at Rockstar Unconference Events, and Jennifer Briggs, Marketing Director at Tom Wood Automotive. So I'm going to go to Jennifer first. And by the way, Jennifer, happy birthday. I know it's a happy couple birthday. days before, but happy birthday to you, Jennifer. Happy birthday. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that much like you. Uh, I like to pull it my, my birthday all month. So <laughs> There you go. That's a great thing. Mine was three days ago, by the way. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, happy birthday to you too, Chris. Well, my my birthday. wife's was Tuesday, and happy birthday to her. Happy That's birthday to everybody in birthday last month. Week. Last Happy birthday, Lou. Last, last week. birthday, Lou. Wow. Shoot, we need to get some cakes in here. In the, in the house. <laughs> so, so, Jennifer, hey, you know, it, it has been a minute, but you are, you're definitely no stranger to the show. And, you know, today we were kind of opened up. We talked about um, talking about what has really changed in the automotive business since Auto Dealer Live began seven years ago. You know, there was, you know, we were fortunate enough to be part of communicating with dealers every week and giving our input. But what do you think has been some big changes, some, something that maybe we've done well as an industry and improved upon, or something that maybe you feel like is going the other direction possibly? Well, I think ultimately the biggest change is, is what's happening in our margins, right? We have to operate differently because there's so much information. There's so much going around. We, we don't have the ability. I mean, I can remember, which was a bad thing, you know, when your price online was different than your price on the lot mm. because, you know, it's like, oh, crap, those people mm. saw it on the Internet. Gosh, we got to give it away now. <laughs> but, but we have those of us who have evolved with it understand that you can still make money off of digital customers, but it's that, that margin that has to drive efficiency, whether it's in your marketing efforts, and, and my title's not marketing director, but that's okay. I do a little bit of everything. I think we all uh, always wear multiple hats. But uh, whether it's in your lead generation uh, or opportunity generation, because I hate that word lead, or even in the processes of how you handle those customers uh, once they get into the dealership or you have the opportunity to start helping them to purchase their next vehicle, the, the diminishing margin, I believe, is what's driving the most need and the most change in our industry. That's what's changed in the last seven years. Thank you, Jennifer. Let's go to Matt Keenig. Matt, let me ask you on the flip side of that. What still needs to change? What, 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 you know, maybe, maybe some of the tip of the arrow dealers, some of the pioneers or leaders or trailblazers in the industry are doing it, but what still yet Matt Keenig needs to change? And you know what? Speaking of OG men, you're, you're an OG of this show. As, as you know, and somebody that's been involved with us for, for years and a good friend. But, you know, talk about what needs to change still. Man, I, that's a great question, Dave, and I appreciate you throwing that one at me. I think the biggest thing that needs to change still is, and it, it's been something that's needed to change since I started in the business, and it's that leaders, all leaders, need to start taking responsibility for the success and the failure of the people that they hire. Mm. Technology is evolving because the consumer is evolving the way that they want to do business. And I think the opportunity is out there, right? Some people will choose to, to gravitate towards some of the new good stuff. Some people won't. But something that every single dealer has the opportunity to do is start making time to get to know their people again and really understand what drives them, what motivates them, so that they can help guide them in the right direction. I, I, I'm going to do a, a, a keynote for the West Virginia Auto a Dealer Association next month, and I'm excited because 
what they reached out on was the stuff that was because of what's in my book. And I think a lot of times leaders are not seeing themselves as servants. More and more, we're, we're seeing people that they're still getting promoted because they were the top person uh, and things like that. And unfortunately, we're not seeing a lot of leaders get educated on how to truly lead their team. So I think that's where the biggest change opportunity is right now. And it's been one we've needed to change for a while. Good That's people good. like Matt Lasko and a lot of folks like that really have a good handle on them, but there's a lot of folks who just don't. Yeah. That's good. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, I appreciate that, Matt. You know, we've got a caller, so we're just going to go right to the line. We've got VP of sales at Drive Centric, Mr. Steve Ressler. Steve, welcome to the show. Do you have a, a comment or question for any of our panel? Uh, no, I was just happy to, to be on the show. You know, they were awesome. just, uh, you know, me coming outside the industry. I just wanted to say thank you to, you know, Auto Dealer Live. We're doing what you guys do every day, you know. I mean, you know, for me, coming into the automotive industry about four years ago, um, you know, I watched the show and I learned from you guys. And it's, it's uh, you know, learning all aspects from sales, service, you know. Um, I've never been out there selling a car. I've been in other industries, but... You know, just being a part of all this and bringing some outside, I call it, uh, expertise from other industries into the car business is what I've been passionate about. But I've always had to learn from people like your show and all the people that you've had on your show and apply you know, my previous experiences in the car business. And mm-hmm. uh, I think some of the things you guys are even talking about today, like I think with Joe talking about, um, you know, like video and texting, you know, I mean, what Jennifer just said about, you know, margins are going down. I mean, I wasn't a part when margins were huge, but I think, again, the focus point has got to be back on the customer. Right. You know, and I think if we all go out there and just focus on the customer's experience, you know, how do we do that? It's through engagement. And I think mm-hmm. that's where we can always do a better job and prove it upon is, you know, let's talk to the customers the way they want to be treated, like a friend or a family. And that's what I'm really passionate about uh, as far as what I see in this auto industry that we need to really change on. Thank you, Steve. Man, I appreciate yeah. you calling in. And, and uh, yeah. before we go to uh, Jason Rice and Amy Banner, which we're going to go to right to, we have one more caller uh, on the line. Now we have uh, CEO of Dealer Dash, Michelle McClain. Michelle, you're on the show. Thanks for calling in, and uh, we'll let you say whatever whatever's on your mind. Hey, guys, thank you so much for having me on the show today. Lou asked me to call in, and honestly, I couldn't be more honored or humbled. You know, true story, last July, you guys gave me a voice on your show for the very first time. And since that day, my automotive career as a vendor has blown up. The networking opportunities that have come from that day and that show have just been absolutely incredible. And Every single day, I get to experience something new, something amazing, new people, new faces, and I just wanted to congratulate you guys and tell you how immensely proud I am of you for seven years, and here's the seven more amazing ones. Hey, thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you, Steve. And, uh, you know, Chris, man, that goes back, and, you know, I want to bring Jason and, and Amy into the conversation of what we're talking about with what's changing, what needs to change. But you know what, man? Testament to you again for having the idea and the foresight to see something like this, not even knowing seven years later that, you know, you had somebody on this said, hey, you know what, my career kind of, you know, um, you know, t- kind of, w- you know, help, this helped my career. And that we've, we've heard that. That's just, those are just touching stories. But you know, let's go back to the subject, um, you know, because that's what's made this show great, right? Talking about what changes, what needs to change. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you've been in this industry for a long time as well. You've seen changes. What do you think about this? Well, um, I just want to go back to what you were saying. I, I appreciate the, the compliment. But, you know, really it just came from sitting in a dealership and understanding that at the time, years ago, uh, especially in management, there was these 
old car dogs that were like, I have a secret and I'm not going to share it with anybody in the industry. And it's very frustrating as you're a young uh, man or woman coming up in the industry trying to learn and you have your superior people above you not helping you through the process and you're kind of thrown to the wolves trying mm -hmm. to figure it out. And I, and as I got embedded in your company, I started to realize not everyone is like that in the automotive business. And I'm like, would it be cool to get a voice of people that aren't scared to share their secrets and help improve the industry as a mm -hmm. whole? Yeah. That's and so good. that's kind of where the whole thing morphed from. So that's good. But anyway, <clears throat> yeah. Let's go to Amy Banner, Dave. Amy Banner. It's been a while since she's been on the show, but what a rock star, huh? Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> Amy, man, you've you've been in the dealer world. You've 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 relocated. You've taken on some big projects. You were in the vendor space for for a few years. Now you're back in the dealer space uh, for for a while now. I mean, you could probably weigh on in on this topic from from multiple perspectives. And so, you know, we're going to give you the floor to kind of just weigh in on you know, just change what needs to change, what hasn't changed, what's yet to change. The automotive industry, you know, is is moving along, but certainly society is changing and. Uh, what do you? Where do you see the auto industry? You know, if you look look at it from a from a um, from your point of view, and uh, when, with the with the you know subject of change, with the subject of change, well, you know, from I agree with the things like Jen was talking about with margins and things. I think we're all well aware of that. And with Matt talking about you know us needing to change how we structure teams as leaders, I mean, I think that is huge. <clears throat> so if we're looking at the I guess from our perspective, how our industry can change, I would say that for us to get better, we have to be on the pulse of the buyer. We just have to know, and it changes so quickly. And so like what Matt was really talking about is leaders need to put together a team of people that are moldable, flexible, and they are, you know, I can use the word that we've all heard for quite a while now, transparent, and they are open to change. So I think just being open to change and being aware, it's kind of like a self-awareness. If we're aware that things are changing and we don't get so rigid in our ways, that alone is going to help us flow with, with the market. Because we, the only thing that is consistent in our industry with our buyers is that nothing is consistent with mm. our buyers. Um, we can see over the past seven years the drastic differences in how people communicate with us, what kinds of shopping they're doing so are they you know there was a swing where nobody was going into dealerships and now we're back to swinging where people people are still shopping online but they're checking the cars out now it's 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 a never-ending guarantee that we are never going to be able to pinpoint at any given moment this is exactly what's happening so to matt's point the fact of us as an industry the way that i believe that we can you know, become as successful as possible is to create these teams that are willing to be adaptable and flexible and really, you know, humble to to the consumer, humble to the fact that we are what we are because the consumers out there are there. They're paying us and they are, you know, it, it, that's why we're here. You know, mm -hmm. they are our livelihood. So just knowing that and being aware is, is what's going to, is, is what's going to keep us alive. Um, good. As far as what I see, like with things like how our industry is growing, I mean, 10 years from now, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the, you know, uh, self-driving vehicles. And we, we don't know, we never know, but we know that it's out there on the cusp somewhere. Will right. it become a big hit? We don't know. But we we'll don't be... know. But if we all can collaborate, communicate, and if we can, you know, kind of stop 
fighting each other in the industry. And I don't see a, a lot of that, but it's, it's there. You know, in the end, we all have the ultimate goal. We have this ultimate goal of better, at least I hope, bettering our industry and the image of our industry as a whole. Like, yeah. I, I love to see all of us succeed. I love the fact that, you know, I'm seeing changes with, like, uh, with, obviously one of my hot topics is women in the industry. Like, I love seeing the fact that I am networking with strong women. And, you know, the dealership I'm at right now is an absolute beautiful mix of women and minorities and different languages and it is amazing we draw in people from all over because we represent the people we sell mm -hmm. and so I, i'm just a firm believer that that the best way to be successful in this industry is to know that you're never going to know at any given moment and you just have to be flexible you've yeah, got to be flexible thank you that's good. great great point thank you, amy that reminds me of what steve said earlier just listening into auto dealer live and being able to learn stuff as you as you go and amy thanks for bringing that content so we're going to draw and give away we're going to give away just for a moment some shirts the original gangsters or old guys um <laughs> share the love podcast. so you can get some love you know what i mean we're giving away I we're giving away stuff all you gotta do is share One, share it share the show we're giving away a shirt right now i'm gonna zip it over to you guys am i throwing it no, over you there can, you can oh, you can read can it. it you can read it yeah right, go ahead yeah, we'll i was just gonna hold the shirt up in the, in the uh essence of time let's see here chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. All right, Chris. Chris, Johnson. Chris gets an OG shirt. You just got an OG shirt. Hey, let's give away a poster nice. real quick. Give away a poster. In fact, that's a foam board poster with <laughs> signatures, limited edition. Goes to, I know he'll appreciate this, Mr. David Sobalski. Nice. David Sobalski nice. is a winner. Let's give away, let's give away, uh, let's give away one of Lisa's Cars Her Way hat. Oh, a Cars Ooh, Her Way hat right. by Lisa Copeland. One more. And it is Michelle McLean. All right. <laughs> Michelle nice. McLean. Michelle. There you go. All right. All so, right. <clears throat> hey, all right. So yeah, let's go back to uh, let's go back real quick. I want to get to Jason Rice let's get because Jason in here. you know uh, we talked uh, again. Steve mentioned earlier about how tuning into Auto Dealer Live, just listening every week, you learn so much. And now we have someone like Jason Rice, owner at Lot Pop. Um, it's kind of cool that you know uh, used car managers, for <clears throat> example. This would probably be the wheelhouse that Jason specializes in. But used car managers being able to tune in. And get some tips, and, and I, I hate the word tricks, but just some tips on how to maximize not only exposure of their vehicles, but also those margins. Maybe speak to that for just a minute, Jason, uh, without getting too much into the product. Really talk about maybe just a couple of things that you could share with dealers they might be able to do today to increase their margin or exposure on a pre-owned car. Well, I would say, you know, pay attention to your fresh inventory. One of the things we're pushing right now is just we, we even got little wristbands of first 30. <laughs> um, you know, look at, and what I mean by that is uh, you, you make gross in volume. Uh, the, high, the high performers are going to push 60 to 70% of their sales in the first 30 days. That's where all the gross is. So you really got to focus on that first 30. Get get the volume going where the, we know the money's on the first 30 days. So that's when you own the car the best. So you got to get that, the, increase the odds of a car selling while it's fresh. Most guys will jack up the pricing to try to give the car a quote unquote shot. But you, what you really want to do is increase the odds of it selling fresh, not decrease it by increasing your pricing. So get more aggressive out the gate, increase your sale rate. What that forces you though to pay attention to what's sitting there you can't sell 60 to 70 percent of your inventory fresh if you don't have 60 to 70 percent of your inventory fresh so that means you can't have any age which then trickles down to turnaround time how fast photos how fast the descriptions how fast you get them online 
to drive those sales. So the first 30, if you just focus on that, it just starts affecting every part from parts to service, the detail to online presence, the descriptions and photos, and, and just push that and you'll be safe. If you can do that, you're accomplishing more than 70, 80% of the dealerships out there. You know what stuck out to me most, Jason, as you were saying that is uh, it, it's, 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 an, it's an amazing you know, uh, sort of strategy, but most impressively was the small thing that you mentioned, which was we're pushing out bracelets that say first 30 mm. because it keeps us conscious of that uh, each day on the lot, yeah. especially as you're counting those numbers. So maybe, you know, Dave, I know that yeah. you, you do that here, you know, at, at, at IPD. Uh, yeah. Uh, you talk fast start. Yeah. 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 And, the, and the bracelets, just the reminders. Yeah. You, you will, yeah. Well, number one. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, you, you got to keep it in front of you. We're, we're big on, I mean, we talk about branding, yeah. you know, guys, we talk about branding and then a lot of every one of us that are on this, on this podcast here, those listening, obviously are branders and, and, you know, we talk about branding but do we brand internally? And that's the reality is it's not enough to have a sales meeting. Sales meeting is, is one of these things where say that again, brand, it, what brand internally. Okay. I mean, Brandon, <laughs> you know, you know, if it, if it's good, if I'm doing, if I believe in branding externally, right, then why would I not brand internally? You know, I'm, I'm skeptical. If somebody's trying to sell me a steak and they say, well, do, what is it good? Well, I don't know. I don't need it. You know, I mean like, okay, why not? And so I want branded internally because a sales meeting is something the auto industry and sales organizations have always had, right? A sales meeting. Let's just, let's kick off the week. But what about when you walk out of the meeting? Have you ever walked out of a meeting in the beginning of the month and then 30 minutes into it, everybody falls back into the same habits, does the same things, checks the same emails, gets on into the same rut and habit. The reality is what's in front of them constantly what's around their wrist you know what's in what's in their face what is being done and said and and broadcast on a daily basis to remind them and i want to go to i want to go to jennifer briggs and matt keenig on that but right before i do i just want to take another caller we have uh, i believe we have uh nathan hayes on the call nathan man thanks for calling in uh take a minute and uh say whatever's hey on guys, your mind how's it going what's up brother good nathan <clears throat> Go ahead. You guys got an all-star lineup. Uh, humbled to be uh, on a call with uh, Matt and Jennifer and Jason and Amy Banner, who I, I worked with for two years. So shout out to Amy hey, Banner. <laughs> hey, um, you guys are doing a great job. Uh, just thank you guys for continuing to put out good content and hosting people that also have a message to share <clears throat> that allow the automotive community to grow. Um, so keep up the good work. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Um, you. I'm in the school line at school, so uh, <laughs> my four-year-old's not going to shout out anything, I guess. But uh, other than that, oh, there you go. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Right. So keep up the good work. Uh, thank you, automotive community, for uh, for doing that, and thank you guys at Auto Dealer Live for allowing the automotive community uh, respectable, smart, intelligent people that, uh, you know, have great ideas and are willing to share those great ideas and uh, giving everyone a platform to uh, network and improve. Thank, Thank you, you, Nathan. So much, I appreciate Nathan. it, man. Thank Thanks for calling in. Jennifer, let's get... Before, hey. before you do that, I, I want to touch on something you said that I think is, is actually pretty important and, and worse. You, you made the comment that, uh, you know, a couple of minutes or whatever after someone walks out of that meeting you know, getting everybody kind of bought into it, and then they forget. Well, it was even worse than it that. It wears off. Well, even worse than that is how about as soon as they walk out the door, they roll their eyes and not buy into it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's the big thing. Before you can get your consumers or your customers to buy into it, your, your people internally have to buy in it. 
Absolutely. And so I think by branding from the inside before you brand from the outside is very important. Yeah, and branding from the inside, Jennifer, really goes down to, Chris is right, you have to get your people to buy into it before the customers can. But how about this one? If you're not branded internally, Jennifer, then is, is the management really bought into it? Because mm-hmm. are they really bought into it? Or are they just looking for the almighty dollar? Jen, I'm going to go to you on that. The importance of branding not only externally, because you're a marketing director for a group, but branding internally. Talk about that, Jen. Well, I mean, that that just goes down to your why-buy. How many dealers don't actually know and understand their value proposition in the market? I mean, it's almost impossible for anybody to be bought in if you're going to say the same exact things that everybody else does. Oh, family-owned and operated, been in business for so many years, and all of these things. But what actually sets you apart from your competition? So it's it's just a trickle down. It's impossible for managers to buy into what that internal brand is to then turn around and sell it to the sales team so the sales team can turn around and sell it to your consumers because we've not identified it. All we're doing, and and this is it's a mix of because we don't understand how to really talk to consumers, going back to the very beginning, know your audience, what Mm -hmm. is going to make a difference. So we just throw a bunch of money uh, to get our name up in lights and it's not effective. And then that wears our teams down. So I think when you're talking about branding internally, it's very important to know what is your brand? What is your unique selling proposition that you've got to offer? Because if you don't understand that, you can't, and you can't sell it to anybody. There's no brand to sell if you've not identified that. Because if it's the same as everybody else, it's just wah, 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 wah. Yeah. You know, it's funny you said that because I was speaking to a GM this past week and you're talking about buyer's experience. Like that's one of the things that keeps coming up to me is that, you know, what changed? It's the buyer's experience. Like how did the buyer is is going to experience their entire sales process from online to on the lot to on the phone all the way through. But I was just talking to a GM who they're right now, they just shifted this month. They're one person. They're doing one hour. And they're doing one price. I mean, this is their model now. The salesperson is is handling, it's amongst the sales team, they're handling all internet leads, all phone ups, they're handling the sale, they're doing all the finance work, and wow. then they're delivering the car. Mm. So, so when I start thinking about, first of all, you have to know what's the difference between that experience and another dealership that's going to go in, in work price and back and forth. They're exploiting that fact to say, look, we're best price right here, right up front. And then they go into the entire experience of how mm-hmm. it's going to feel to the buyer. Right. And I think that's one of the things, you know, I start thinking about what's changed. Well, the experience to the buyer, but also the salesperson yeah. and the way that that salesperson has to handle everything and internalize everything and experience everything. And it's just it, a lot of things have changed in that area. But Good point. Um, Good point. I, I start looking at like some of these salespeople. Is, do we have AJ on the phone still? AJ Anderson, is he on here or no? No, he didn't. Okay, so I know that um, when I think of like Nathan, you know, as a salesperson and people who are dealing with that, what is it that as a salesperson that you're experiencing that's different if you've been in the industry for any amount of time? That's my question. Mm. Good point. Speaking speaking of change, I want to change it up for a second. Give away something else. Okay. How about that? Let's 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 give it away. So we're gonna give away. Give it away. Give it away now. What I've learned from attending over thirty five Indianapolis five hundreds. Jeff Cowan. From Jeff Cowan. All right, so let's give away a book. So who's going to win this book? Jeremy Lewis. Jeremy Jeremy Lewis. Lewis. Great job. Boom. All right, one, a book. 
You know what? Let's give away two posters, too, while we're at it. All right, so let's give away. We got, we got to give away these gifts. So we're going to go to Matt Keenig here in just a minute, Matt. Just hold on. You're next on the, you're on deck. What? We're just going to give away a couple of gifts. All right, so Janelle Grego. Janelle Grego, you win a poster. Come on, Janelle. Let's give away another poster. Very nice. All right, so another one here. We should have like lights go off every time we get ready. <laughs> like start we should know, have thought this sirens or something go off. Another poster, Sarah Hoagie. Sarah Hoagie. Nice. You win. That made me hungry thinking of Sarah's last name. You know, Hoagie. I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> I want a meatball Hoagie. Hey, so, huh? One, one more. One more. Yeah, we're going to give away one more? We're going to give away. No, stop it, Lou. We can't. We're going to give away <laughs> an OG more? shirt. OG shirt, Chris. Go one ahead. More Draw it OG out. Sh- we're going to give away an OG shirt. Come on now. Matt, you're on deck, man. Do you be thinking about what you want to say? No soon way. As I'm done. No way. I, I think this thing's rigged. Kevin Campbell. Kevin Campbell. Come, Come on, on, Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Campbell, man, gets an OG nice. shirt. Matt Keenig, yep. you're on Matt deck, baby. Keenig. Go ahead. The next up. Whatever you want to say. So I'm going to go, actually go back to uh, what Jennifer was just talking about. Oh, two things. One, Joe Cowell's mic is off. He's coming through Cribs mic, but you can barely hear him. And he was dropping some gold nuggets. So, uh, I, I hope that somebody turns his mic on so you can hear it better. Thank I'll, you. I want to go back to what Jen says about branding because we talk about branding in intentional ways with like, you know, establishing slogans and brands and like we're the one, like what Joe just said, the one hour dealer, one person, one hour, one price. I love that. That's also only one dealer doing something. So that hasn't really changed much, but thankfully one dealer cares enough to evolve. But here's something um, that I was literally just having a dialogue the other day with, uh, the dealer as well as with Chris, and we were talking about the problem with retaining staff, but also the problem that staff has with um, with customers and with being a brand evangelist, because there's a difference between being an evangelist and working somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just going to say this. Like, if dealers would look at their ad budget right now, right? their dealers spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on advertising. But if you go look at, let's say you have 10 salespeople on the floor and you're a Toyota dealership, out of the 10 people, how many are driving Toyota? Now think about that for a minute. If I'm hiring someone into my dealership and they're driving a Honda and I have a Toyota store and I want them to be able to be the best brand evangelist, wouldn't it make sense to, to allocate some of my ad budget to make it sure, look, if I think David Villa is worth hiring and he's someone I'm going to invest in, build in, and my, my game plan when I hire you should be that you're going to be with me forever, mm-hmm. then the first thing I want to do is, is ask David, what are you driving now? I would ask you this in the interview. And David says he's driving a Honda Accord. Hey, Dave, if I traded you into a Camry and I eat your negative equity so you don't have to spend any money to trade out of that so you could drive a Toyota, would you do that? Mm. If David says, no, I don't want David selling Toyotas, mm. right? But here's the bigger, the bigger thing. So, number one, if we want people to actually buy into our brand, they need to buy into our culture and everything. When I worked at Metro Toyota Jaguar many years ago, 1996 and not 398. When I worked for those guys, when you went in, the first thing they did was try and trade you into what you sold. And at that store, our entire used car inventory, I don't necessarily think that's the only way to go. Our whole used car inventory, the only thing we stocked were used Toyotas because we said the best new cars make the best used cars. Everybody that worked there owned a Toyota because we believed in the brand. And the crazy part was walking into that, like, I had a little Toyota Corolla back then. I was like a 20, 22-year-old kid. But the crazy part about that was I believed in Toyota so much that when somebody told me they were going to go look at a Volkswagen or look at a Nissan, with 100% confidence, I could say, you can take my car and go put them side by side. Mm-hmm. And here are the things that they're going to try and bring up, and let me show you why those don't matter. So I think that in order for uh, 
us internally to become better brand evangelists, dealers need to start rethinking how we create evangelists within our organization. Katie Maris said this before. You need to, if a customer doesn't look at your organization and say, wow, I want to work there. This place is so great. Mm-hmm. Why would they say, wow, I want to spend my money there? Come on, The same man. thing goes for your employees. If your employees go, yeah, I like working here. Dave's a great guy to work for. But when they go, oh, gee, I want to do a, a direct mail campaign, and they don't go, oh, of course, I'm doing it through IPD because that's who I work for and we're the best. Yeah. If that belief is not lining up, then we got a, we got a culture problem we need to fix. So that's good. I would just say, dealers, start considering everybody that comes in there, trade them out, eat their negative, put it toward your ad budget. And if you say to me, well, I'm not going to eat six grand in negative equity for somebody I just hired, maybe you should learn how to hire better because if you're that afraid, for measly six grand to invest in a person, then you have some hiring problems, Jack, and you need to revisit those. That's good. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, I appreciate that point, guys, but I'm just going to say this. I think $6,000, if you're going to charge something off to build better brand advocates, why don't you focus that on training your team? I and mean, we have a lot of people, and I, again, I... I believe it's the dealer's brand and not the actual OEM's brand. But I, I appreciate what you're Thank saying, you. Matt, but I 100% disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I think yes, there's I a don't much think better way to invest that money in people. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're, yeah, they're not mutually exclusive, John. No, they're not. Your people just, and make sure they drive your brand. But, Matt, I, but now we're talking about 12 grand. <laughs> but I agree with your Yeah, and if, you, if, if a person isn't worth that investment maybe they're not the right person to hire. That's my only thing. I hear you all It's hard to find those people. It's hard to do it. I think the training investment is much better for building your brand and building your team and showing you how important they are to you. I got what you're saying. Let's get them in the car, get them passionate about the product. I 100% understand that. But I think when we're really, truly talking about investing in our people, we need to invest in them long term. And that's their education and their training and how they're built up to be the leaders we don't have in this business. Oh, you're preaching to the choir there. You're talking to a guy that just made all of his events free so that we can better equip the finishing So <laughs> There's no disagreement there, sister. You are preaching to the choir. And here's the biggest problem, though. When we're looking for training, most of what we're hiring in dealerships are people teaching the basics, right? Five simple steps. You know what else is basic? Learning how to wipe your butt. But I don't call my mom and dad every month to come wipe my butt. So we need to invest in training, but we need to be educating people on how to serve the customer of today, not keep rehashing how we served the customer from 1985. Mm. So I agree with you guys in training first. Mm. I hey, agree Matt, with training. I think that with Jennifer, and Jennifer, <laughs> maybe correct me if I'm really wrong. Really, Jennifer. Something by what you said also struck me going like, I completely disagree. And I think your sentiment is right. Like that you think that people people need to hire people that have a passion, right? That have a passion. But I, I think about it as like, if I have someone in front of me that I want to hire, um, what they drive at that moment is potentially irrelevant to me. And so, like, when you were saying, like, you wouldn't hire them unless they drove the car because you want them to be such a strong brand ambassador, I think that you then pigeonhole your own employees and you kind of, instead of allowing them to, like, what Jennifer's saying, you know, put the money into, put the money into expanding their horizons and growing and literally the customer service, because part of customer service is a customer coming in and we may have to tell them that we don't have a product for you. And are you going to have a staff that is not going to allow that to happen? 
And I'm not saying that we want to turn away customers, but the thing is, it's part of the changing industry is that you will lose customers if you use yeah. the tactics that is my, my product is the best, my product is the best, don't go anywhere else, don't do this. It's not that you don't want brand ambassadors, you do, but you want customer ambassadors first and foremost in my mind. Yeah, no, I, you may have missed it. I didn't say I want them to have fashion or already drive the product. As a matter of fact, I think the biggest responsibility of a leader is to inspire and motivate your people. Mm. What I want, yeah. though, is yeah. someone who's coachable, right? So if they're yeah. coming in and they don't have the brand, my, my main point was we have to invest in getting people to become a brand ambassador. That doesn't mean we don't allow other things. What it means is I got somebody coming in and they're like, I only drive Chevy and... But they're looking for a job at Toyota store because they've been blown yeah. out of eight other dealerships. I don't want that guy coming in going, oh, Chevy's the best. And then when a customer goes, mm-hmm. you know, well, tell me why this camera's great. And they're like, oh, it's great about this nigga. What do you drive? Well, I drive a Malibu. Why don't you have a Camry? Oh, because uh, Camry suck. Uh, yeah. Dude, uh, Chevy's the best. <laughs> right. You know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, hey. all, all I'm saying is that in this industry, it's... we have a habit of thinking we have to choose one thing or the other. And instead, we can actually serve multiple things and help groom people, grow people, and serve multiple purposes to help. It's, a, it's, it's, it's really a fine. It's really. I agree, it's, I agree that our people. It's what's well, really. It's interesting, Cribs, because what I hear. I mean, I'm sitting here listening, and you know, we didn't cut in because it's really fascinating to me to hear. The, the dialogue, because yeah. honestly, I don't know what side I, I go. I lean on both sides to really to some degree because I'm thinking of other industries. I'm thinking of Apple. I'm thinking of Starbucks. You know, I'm thinking of different companies and different industries that I think that the car business in any business can glean some 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 things from. Although I also think other industries can, can, can glean some from the car business and some of the gifts and talents and ideas and creativity that have come out of the car business. So I kinda, I'm kind of i kind of on both sides. I see both points. I agree completely with Matt, and then he convinced me. And then, of course, when Amy and Jennifer weighed in, I actually see their point as well. Because So I think it comes down to um, maybe, uh, you know, I agree in theory. I think that at the same time, I think it maybe comes down to, um, you know, the belief in the culture and I would buy. I'd send my family member here. Maybe I want a Chevy pickup truck, right? Because I'm a truck guy or whatever it is, and I prefer not to drive a Toyota. But I would send my family here all day long because this dealership does it right. Yeah. And and, and you know what I'm saying? Well, what I do like about it is that you know the idea of you know okay if a dealer has you know X amount of budget per month, mm-hmm. really looking at what could be some creative ways that really make sense. Now Matt's idea makes sense to him if he was at that dealership. Um, it may not be as practical for some other dealers, but the idea is to be able to be open-minded enough to start looking at those things. We've talked we've talked before about dealers that were considering paying uh, new uh, employees student loans off so that they could come and focus on work and, That's and, a and thrive. Yeah, well, so th- so th- things th- like that. But uh, I think I think why I somewhat kind of agree, I think I also disagree with the fact that I think it's more important to get them to buy into your brand of the actual dealer yeah. more than the manufacturer. Yeah. Because if that's the case... I want to know if I'm then, 12 yeah, grand upside down Toyota, and you're 2 grand upside down. But my down point is, this. if that's the case, if you're at a Toyota store and you want everybody to drive a Toyota, then don't, in your used car department, don't sell anything but Toyota. Yeah. Right. Well, that, he talked about that as well. So uh, let's... Well, let's, that's let's, what my Toyota dealership did back yeah. in the day was only have it... But, Look, if you're a new car person, I guess that'd be more relevant, right? Okay, right. Car, obviously, you sell more than just one brand. Little different story, right? Sure. And then Jason yeah, can help well, you with your inventory if you need to. The whole yeah, idea exactly. is looking outside the box to go, are there creative ways that we can help strengthen the people we bring on our team? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. You know what I would look for more is the 
as an employee came in, I'd look for the sticker on the back of their car mm-hmm. and where did there they buy go. it. Yep. So Good instead point. of going what brand is it, maybe like where did you buy the vehicle mm-hmm. and you know, Why? tell me the story and how it went. And if they go, Oh, I bought it there and had such a great experience mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't really matter what the vehicle is because maybe somebody just coming to us can only afford a five thousand dollar vehicle. They could have gotten that at any dealership anywhere in any town. Right. And but if they come in and they've got a five thousand dollar vehicle but it has our sticker on the back, that's mm-hmm. gonna be kudos to them. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great point. That's a great point. We're gonna we're gonna go real quick. We've got a caller, and then we're gonna get Jason Rice back in uh, in the conversation, even if it's for closing comments, as we run down on time. But we have a caller, Lou, who's on the phone. Sorry, Marcus Stone. Marcus, welcome to the show. Please tell us where you're calling from and your position in the auto world, and you're welcome to comment or have a question. Hey, what's going on? It's Marcus. I'm here in uh, in Indianapolis representing Crawfordsville, Indiana, at Christy Huber Chevrolet GSM out there. Uh, just chimed in on a conversation uh, probably about 10 minutes ago, and it's actually one of the reasons I love Auto Dealer Live because of the power of influence. I mean, there's a lot of great minds, a lot of different perspectives, and a lot of different ways to take uh, and understand people's reasoning behind things. And like Dave said a little bit ago, you know, at first I was, you know, I didn't interrupt because I was you know, leaning towards one side, but then the other side came in and I understood that perspective as well. There's, there's 80 million ways to do it and they're all right. You know, (laughs) that's good. That's right. Yeah. Great. And thanks. Hey, thanks Marcus for taking the time to call in. We appreciate that, especially as a GSM man. He's killing it on on his podcast too. He's killing killing it on your podcast. When's your podcast, Marcus? When you, when you, you're airing what time every day? Daily dose. Oh, Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. Eastern time is on the Daily Dose. It's your Daily Dose of Positivity, Inspiration, Motivation. It's the great, greatest way to start your morning off. Uh, you, you won't want to miss it out. But I, I love Auto Dealer Live, and I thank you guys for having me on again. No, nice. man, our pleasure. Thanks for calling in. Thank you so much. Let's go back to Jason. You know, Jason, I think, you know, kind of the theme of the show today in, in some ways or in a lot of ways is the fact that we just have this format, not just Auto Dealer Live, but just what social media has turned into in allowing mm-hmm. allowing people in this industry to what Chris said, you know, uh, earlier about the old dogs keeping the secrets. Well, you can't keep the secrets any longer with the opportunity we have. Maybe speak to that and maybe give some tips or maybe some things that you've gained just from all of this exposure on social media to our industry. Well, no, and, and I appreciate you guys, you know, again, having the lot party show a while back with Auto Entertainment Network and everything that you guys done over the years has been great and it's helped my career also. And so thank, I want to thank you guys for that and that opportunity. But, you know, I think of guys, you know, Matt brings up leadership and stuff, but also um, um, social media, but then forward thinking dealers. And when you think about that, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about a few guys that really stick out to me that on your show quite a bit guys like rick reichardt matt lasco you know guys like brian benstock they set a great example for their team on how to be a leader and put themselves out there expose themselves online but also build the brand which uh again allows you know somebody like mike davenport and stuff it builds a brand and allows them to grow and flourish um with borders so you know because obviously now they're being exposed and people are going to see see a lot of things and I know there's that risk there for dealers to allow their their employees to do that. But, you know, I I think back to the beginning of this conversation about things that are changing and have changed. And something like uh, a Carvana, you know, regardless of what you think, if it's going to fail or not, uh, you know, some people don't think it'll be around. It's not going to work. But they are changing the way dealers are going to have to do businesses. And dealers can do everything that Carvana does. Uh, return policies not, right? and things like that, but people want an easier way to do it, and they're going to do the 
research online. And, and again, guys that, that dealers like Reichardt and Benstock and Lasko, those dealers that make that presence and, and are forward-thinking dealers that adjust with the market, they're going to capture that business and can keep up, and, and Car- Carvanas and the CarMaxes aren't a threat to them mm. because they're ahead. But I go back to the 80-20 rule, and it's actually 80-10-10. There's only about 10% dealers that are so forward-thinking and so advanced like these guys. It's probably, sad to say, another 10% that are going to fail and won't exist. But it's the other 80% that just kind of float around and really don't react until it starts affecting them. And now when they see Carvana's eighth in the country uh, on used car sales, or I'm here in Kansas City and a tower just opened up last weekend, you know, Kansas City dealers are starting to have to wake up. But the sad thing is, again, only 10% will probably been forward thinking. It's no big deal. And they do business that way anyway. It's the other 80 that's all of a sudden going to look at their, their sales over the next few years and wonder what yep. the heck happened to them and they yep. try to play catch-up. So advice would be be forward-thinking, get yourself out there, get the branding as a dealer, as a salesman, and and, and don't let those things impact you because you're always staying ahead of it. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, and uh, that's Jason. Good. Check him out at Lot Pop. Make sure if you need some uh, help in your inventory. Jason's just an all-around great guy to know and connect with. Thank you so much, Jason. Um, again, man, been been a, a listener and a, a partner and a friend and, a, and, you know, a colleague for years. And we just appreciate you, man. And uh, let's go to closing remarks. Amy, uh, thank you for that, Jason. Amy Banner, just uh, weigh in on, um, give some closing remarks. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. And, and congratulations on seven years. You guys have... Uh definitely spread the word in our industry in such a positive way and given us some of us a voice and actually it's it's been a huge thing i don't even know if any of us realize how much you've done um as far as change in the industry i'm you know i'm at an independent dealer now that's absolutely fantastic and i am seeing the changes and we're delving in and we are looking at all the competition out there and i think that you know i just think I think that the industry is going to change. We see it now in like what we've talked about, the margins on new cars, even volume of new cars right now is down. Consumers are changing. And so, you know, that 80, 10, 10 rule, that's, that's, that's fairly, or I shouldn't say fairly, that's accurate. I, I would assume that there are 10% of the dealerships out there that are, they're way ahead of the game. And then there's the ones that are going to fall off. But you know, the people in the middle do need to take heed and take notice and just try your best to accept the fact that the buyers are changing. And I always feel that the best way for me to do that, I don't have a magic potion, but what I do is I always just look at the way I purchase things in my everyday life. And then I try and mimic it somehow to what others must be doing in in the auto industry. And we're all on our cell phones. I bet all of us right now on this podcast, I'm standing outside where I live on a cell phone. And if we can just look at those things, just the simple things, and we can apply that to the convenience of buying a car, you know, it, 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 it's, it's got the people need cars. They're going to need cars. We just need to figure out how to connect us to them. And that's, that's really what it just boils down to. I guess that's the whole aspect of marketing. Thank you so much, Amy. Those great comments, Amy. Fantastic. Um, We'll go to the next up for closing comments, Matt Keenan. Hey guys, first and foremost, happy anniversary. Love you. Appreciate you. And thank you for, uh, allow me to be part of the show you guys have been uh, just fantastic as friends and uh and colleagues so thank you listen um here's what i'll say the uh the consumer is evolving and the question for dealers is uh are, are you going to be there uh and evolve with them right um everything about this industry should be changing 
to grow and serve consumers better. Started doing that. I said it earlier and I'll say it again. Uh, Rockstar Events, we just made everything 100% free for dealers to attend. And we're actually kicking off um, help. Dealers can still come to Las Vegas for free Monday and Tuesday if they want. Go to rockstarinfo.com. But we are doing across the country the future of automotive retail tour. And everything on this tour, we've got 10 amazing speakers uh, that are talking about the things dealers must do and must know to actually stay ahead of their competitors. Tour kicks off uh, July in Nashville, Tennessee. So uh, make sure you keep an eye on rockstarinfo.com. All of the tour dates and free tickets will be available right on rockstarinfo.com Monday. Um, but like I said, um, we're seeing a change right now. Dealers have stopped sending, stopped going to a lot of conferences, and they've stopped sending a lot of people uh, because a lot of the stuff they've been seeing has just been rehashed over and over. The great thing we've seen is that a lot of folks are investing in themselves and educating themselves on what's coming. And that's why we see the Mike Davenport's of the world absolutely crushing it and evolving faster than oftentimes many of the stores they're in. So uh, follow Mike Davenport and guys like that to get a great idea on what to do. And obviously watch Auto Dealer Live every week because you're going to hear what people are talking about that's evolving and changing. Thanks again, you guys. I love you and appreciate you. Those of you listening, uh, connect with me on Instagram and Facebook, Real Matt Koenig. And uh, just come to Rockstar. It's free. You're going to love everything we do, and you'll make a hell of a lot more money. All right. Thank you, Matt. Let's go to Jennifer Briggs for closing remarks. Jen, thanks for being with us again. You guys are all just, uh, you guys are all OGs. You know, you've been with us from uh, close to the beginning and uh, just a lot of great times and memories. And uh, so uh, doing a great job there at Tom Wood Automotive. Um, Weigh in, Jen, just uh, leave us with some closing remarks. Well, so I think that, uh, you know, what what Matt said is, is, is pretty spot on. I think that there has been a major dilution in the education that's out there and people have gone to these conferences and I love the conferences. Don't get me wrong. You get to meet tons of awesome people, but it does end up being more of a networking and a social event and not necessarily a, a strict education, depending on, again, that whole AD 1010, right? Who's incredibly focused on it. And I, I have to say that so we've been experiencing uh, massive success and growth while the market is going backwards. We are now um, three record-breaking months in a row working on another one uh, on unit volumes and growth. And I attribute that a lot to the focus on on training and really getting our managers up to speed. And, and I will share with everybody because we've been hinting about it for a while. Um, Bobby Heron, Elise Kephart, and I have been working on a project, and it is targeted training for dealership employees and we're launching our first training event it's not a conference i love that matt's not calling his a conference it is more of a university style and the first one we're going to be doing is where i think it's vastly underserved uh bdc manager training it's bad enough right we promote a 30 car a month sales guy to a sales manager and have him manage the team that looks just like him but then we throw these departments in there because we can't get our sales guys to do their job and talk to the customers the way we want and these departments are set up to fail from the very beginning because no one is training anyone to manage it. And we're mixed structure at Tomwood. We have some BDCs and we are actually primarily cradle to grave. So it is a, an intensive training program that we're putting out there because we feel like that's how we can make a difference. We have to get the management team, the leaders in the dealership, educated and ready to inspire and help their team and set them up for success. Because without that, I mean, we got nothing. We're just chasing our tail like a dog. So 
Uh, TripleThreatTrainingEvents.com. Check us out. I know um, you guys are going to have Bobby on next week. She'll yeah. give you some more information about that. Thank you, guys. Amy, Jason, Matt, Jennifer, and all the callers. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Uh, great show. And uh, uh, we'll see you guys very soon. Um, so, Cribs, we got a few things to give away here. Yeah, I, I think there's a couple things left that we, we still four. didn't give out yet. We've got three posters, we've got, and we got the main prize. Three posters, which are foam board posters, by the way. So they're, yeah. they're, uh, they're not just paper. Uh, great little thing here. We've all signed them for you. So they are limited edition autographed copies. We're going to give away three of those. And I will just go ahead and draw some here. Let's see here. Yeah. We've got first winner is Sandra Benstock Delolio. Delolio. Nice, Sandra. All right. Come on, Sandra. Wins a poster. poster. Poster number two. Who wins poster number two? Poster number two is going to be our all-star guest, wow. Jennifer Briggs. Jennifer, Jennifer Briggs. Briggs. Come on now. Jennifer Briggs. That's awesome. Awesome. And number three, third poster goes to David Rikus. Rikus? Rikus? David Reichs. Reichs. Wow, nice. Awesome. Right. And then the grand prize here. What's the grand prize? Well, I, I call it a grand prize only because I think that education, I believe in education. I believe education, um, you know, um, I believe in education. You know, it's going to make you the money. It's going to last. So it's not just education. It's not a bath. It's like, you know, it's like living in a, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, like if you never got dirty. Yeah, but not, and not just <laughs> education, but from the top fixed tops yeah. uh, trainer in the country. So, um, so you're getting a light, you're getting a license, you're getting a username and, and license to, Jeff Cowan's um, the brand new training. He's given us five licenses. We gave away one last week. We have three more next week in the following two weeks to give away. Dave, it's it's to his Indy 500 training. It's in light nice. speed, and um, it's incredible stuff. Which means it applies to everybody. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess I got to draw. Let's give it away. <laughs> I'm like, okay, getting all caught up in the moment, thinking about how cool that is. Um, all right, we've got. Andrea Ramirez. Nice. Come on. Andrea Ramirez. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. And if you're not in fixed ops, you know, and if this is something that's fixed ops, and you get what a gift to give to your, to, your, uh, to your team, right? What a gift to give to a fixed ops person in your dealership. I mean, that, I think that, uh, you know, that's, that's amazing. So what a great Absolutely. show, guys. That was awesome. Show, show two in the books. Got some great guests lined up for next week. Um, got some new prizes, some great things. Uh, we're going to be giving away some Auto Dealer University subscriptions as well throughout Ooh. this month. Um, that's blowing that's killing up. it, by the way. Blowing up, man. I, so, Dealers so getting grateful. on there every day. So grateful. We added, I know you did an extra, I think we added 15, 16 segments with you in mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks. We, yep. um, we've got some, uh, we just added... Uh, a brand new management, uh, new management. I think I think seven or eight management and F and I segments from Ziggler, new ones. And then we we we're get we got a Chris, which is uh, you know Chris is um, scheduled in the studio to do um, a few hours of uh, marketing training. He was a marketing director for a huge store, a huge group. Um, how many stores did uh, they have total? Thirteen. Uh, uh, no, between the, 19. I think they're almost 40 now. now 40 now, but when you were there, 19? Yeah. 19 store group. Just he, he was just left there a couple of years, three years ago or so. But Chris uh, was the director of marketing for that group. And uh, um, I won't mention the group, but it's a, it's, a, it's a mix between used and new. 19 stores, then now 40. He was the director of marketing. He was my vice president of marketing and, and uh, here at the company. And he's going to be doing some marketing uh director training, some uh, some tips and tricks. It's going to be really good stuff. So we've got, we've got over 1,000. Uh, courses in there now. I think about eleven hundred courses. We had we had a fifteen this week alone. Yep. So awesome. I'm gonna give that away too. That's gonna be sweet. <clears throat> got to be tuning in. You got to be sharing the show. You guys always do anyway. Such thank a fantastic you. audience. Yeah, we had a hundred shares. I think today. Wow. So hey, thank you awesome. guys so much. We look forward to seeing you guys next week. 
If you'd like to be a guest, we've got three more weeks. If you'd like to be a guest, I know we're probably booked up, or if you'd like to call in, reach out to Lou Torres. Lou on Facebook, just reach out to Lou, hit him up, and uh, we'd love to have you on. Maybe you got some ideas, some creativity. We'd like to hear it. All righty. Like to hear it. Go. See you next week.